Here's a message from Ken Lavica. What does it mean when you have the NFL's leading passer and you don't know if it's time to pay him? Stone Labanowitz hit the open. Just like you would expect, the fire hose is fully inserted in my mouth here, and uh, we've been blown and gone, and so... Ken Lavica. Get a run in, make an early cocktail, put a gummy in half. Theo Dorsey. Very excited to have the opportunity to add him to the team. Stone Labanowitz. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It doesn't matter what your name is! It's Lavica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. At the end of yesterday's show, I posed a question that via the reactions of Stone and Theo, I knew that we were on to something. Let me refresh your memory. USA Today's Doug Farrar posed the following question yesterday on social media. What's the Tua Tungavailoa question? Rank these quarterbacks who play in similar systems. Tua, Jordan Love, Brock Purdy, C.J. Stroud. That's the Tua Tungavailoa question. And it occurred to me, and it occurred to Theo, and it occurred to Stone that there's no true straightforward answer. Here's the complicated part for the Miami Dolphins. It's time to pay Tua. Mm. And what the hell do you do? Now, obviously, those four names, similar systems, because all of the head coaches come from the Shanahan coaching tree. Mm. Obviously, you have Shanahan in San Francisco, Brock Purdy. You have Mike McDaniel with the Dolphins in Tua, D'Amico Ryan, C.J. Straub, Matt LaFleur with the Packers, Jordan Love. Bobby Slowick, the O.C. from uh, from the Texans, too, is more so a straight. Because, you know, Ryan's is the defensive guy. Right, right, yeah. right. But he, they, he brought Slowick in Shanahan the, yeah. tree guys because yeah. he came from San Fran, and here he is now sitting yeah. in Houston. These are all Shanahan tree people, all believers in that type of Shanahan offense. Mm -hmm. And so they're all playing in the similar system, and they all had exceptional seasons. Tua stays healthy for the first time in his career. Starts all 18 games that the Dolphins play. I mean, Stone, you look at this stat line, 69.3% passer. Amongst eligible quarterbacks, that's fourth in the league. That's pretty damn elite, right? Uh, Absolutely it is. 4,624 passing yards. That's... uh, Pretty damn elite, right? Uh, came a quarter, and that's that led the NFL. Uh, came a quarter away from winning the AFC East over the Bills. Exceptional, exceptional numbers. In fact, those numbers, better than C.J. Stroud, better than Jordan Love, better than Brock Purdy. But of those four, kind of feels like we feel the most shaky about Tua. And I'm not quite sure why, except other than the fact that C.J. Stroud, one playoff game, one win. Jordan Love, one playoff game, one win. Brock Purdy, two playoff games, injured one of them last year, one win, and the bye in the first round of the NFC playoffs. Yet Tua, bad final month of the season, offense looks pedestrian, one and done in the playoffs. That shouldn't disqualify Tua from being the top name between Tua, C.J. Stroud, Jordan Love, Brock Purdy. But for And I don't know if it's recency bias. I don't know if it's because we focus on it so often with Tua and his deficiencies. But Tua doesn't feel like the top name on this list if you actually rank them, despite the fact, statistically, he should be. 
And now, of those four names, the person who's due to get paid is Tua, and I don't know what the hell do the Dolphins do. And it feels like it should be more cut and dry, but it's not, and I'm not sure why. I think the uh, the, the biggest difference between Tua and these other three quarterbacks is sample size. Like, we've seen Tua not only play way more games and seasons than these other guys, we've also seen Tua play under a different system, right? C.J. Stroud's played one year under Bobby Slowick's style, and he's exceeded well. It's only been, what, 16, 15 games? Brock Purdy has only existed within the Kyle Shanahan system, and he's literally just finishing up his second year in the league. And then, of course, Jordan Love got to sit two years behind the future Hall of Famer and Stone Labanowitz's hero of all time, Aaron Rodgers. That's right. And now is getting to play a year under Matt LaFleur and has been excelling down the stretch, right? But Tua, we saw without Mike McDaniel. We saw without Tyreek Hill, and there were some very low points. And we've also seen him fail harder, maybe, than the other guys have failed, even within their current system. So I think sample size is the biggest uh, differentiator why Tua's not number one on this list. Going through the first four years of one's career, and in year four, you lead the league in passing, and you have your team one quarter from the AFC East title, typically means, hey, pay the dude. Pay the dude. But there's such hesitancy with this, including with me. And again, I'm not quite sure why. And this is just me observing. This is just eyeball stuff. Forget metrics for a moment. My football sensibilities make me feel more confident with C.J. Stroud Mm. back there. Arm strength and with his progressions and with creation outside of the pocket. Brock Purdy, to a lesser extent, except that for whatever reason, the 49ers are just 10 times more sturdy than the Dolphins are. Maybe that's not a Tua problem. Maybe that's a Chris Greer problem. That plays into this conversation, though. And then Jordan Love, I mean, hell, five weeks ago, and I was he was a punchline for me for, uh, for the entire offseason, the training camp, first 10 weeks of the season, and then, hell, the last month and a half or so, I mean, that dude's throwing off his back foot. He's slinging missiles into the teeth of the defense. He's as accurate as they come. He's been MVP level for the last five, six weeks. And for whatever reason, that feels more confident mm-hmm. to me than Tua. Am I just, have I just consumed too much Dolphins negativity, Stone? Is that what's happening here? Because I still don't know what the hell you paid Tua. Obviously, he's coming back for a fifth year, but I don't know how comfortable I am with a big money extension for a guy who led the league in passing. I'm so conflicted and confused, and it's driving me insane. And I think time will help you. And yesterday... I made fun of Tua. I talked about him being fraudulent. Well, I'm going to take the opposite approach today, and I, I do truly mean that. I think from an X's and O's standpoint, one of the things that, that I think Tua ex- exceeds well at, or that I'll use as an example, is there aren't many guys in the league, and I, I feel like people won't agree with this, but there are many of guys in the league who can't come to Miami and do what Tua did, and there's parts of his game that match up well with Mike McDaniel. The anticipation, I think he has some of the best anticipation more than 90% uh, of the 32 starting quarterbacks in the league. There are things that Tua does well. There's a reason he led the league in passing. When you look at the touchdowns, Jordan Love, more touchdowns. Brock Porty, more touchdowns. Uh, CJ Shroud, not more touchdowns. He didn't play as many games, though. But for Tua, this Miami Dolphins team was able to run the football. Like There's things they do Yeah, the guy behind him led the league in touchdowns. Literally. So I, I think with 
to his uh, abilities. Like as time goes on, we'll start to step back on the Tua negativity and the Tua hate. He's really good, man. He led the league in passing. He, his anticipation is second to none. Tua is really good, but recency bias is a drug that we all ingest. I, I do have a question for you specifically, Stone, as the guy that's played quarterback at a high level. Do we give Tua too much credit for his anticipation? Because... Yes, it looks beautiful when, and I think the credit should more so go to his timing and his accuracy on these throws. But do we give him too much credit for his anticipation, and should that be going more towards Mike McDaniel? Because yes, it looks beautiful when it connects. Yes, it looks beautiful when Tyreek Hill goes up and he grabs the ball and he scores a touchdown. But also, those anticipation throws is the same reason why he has exactly. fourteen interceptions and why every single game you say you can set your watch to. Tua throwing an interception that looks so obviously painstakingly wrong, but those same throws are the ones that go for 60-yard bombs to Tyreek Hill. I would argue, though, if you're going to use that argument against Tua, you've got to use that argument against Brock Purdy, too. Yes, yes. Because the San Francisco offense is also all anticipation. Yes, I, I agree. But in the windows. And I'm not even saying that to be a guy that's for detracting sure. from Tua, especially in the Purdy-Tua conversation, but... I just wonder sometimes because when you talk about him being a one-read quarterback and him doing exactly what Mike McDaniel tells him to do pre-snap, it makes sense, right? It's, these things line up. The anticipation leads to the big yards and the big plays, but it also leads to these incredibly bad-looking interceptions. Right on. I, I think one thing that Dolphins fans and, and, and Tua stands have to realize is the reason he's good is the reason that he's bad. Like, we don't want it any other way. The anticipation and, and, and throwing footballs in rhythm into the first or second reading or progression, the same reason he takes sacks, and he's not able to extend plays. But if he was, then he wouldn't be hitting those throws yeah. in rhythm in his first and second. So it's a blessing and a curse for Tua. It's about Mike McDaniel. It's not, It's not. he can't take any credit for it. He's supposed to develop Tua Tungvaluwa into this system and whatnot. But for Tua, it's a double-edged sword. The anticipation is what makes him so great, and it's also what makes him so bad at times. I, I heard Joe Shad of the Palm Beach Post say yesterday that Tua can win a Super Bowl if his team plays all home games in the playoffs. That will help. Which is achievable, but I don't know if you necessarily want to rely on that. Now, the Chiefs have relied on I would that. Say, we'll yeah. start with that Patrick Mahomes, I suppose Patrick we'll Mahomes. see this yeah. weekend. You don't want to have to rely on that. And I guess what has me all messed up with this, too, because like, common sense should tell you that two is at the top of this list, right? He's a veteran. He led the league in passing. Uh, he's, he's improved every single year of his career. He's maximized the Mike McDaniel system. He learned it, and he's a professor of it now. But you look at Tua... Eliminated. Meanwhile, C.J. Stroud, two wins from the Super Bowl. Brock Purdy, two wins from the Super Bowl. Jordan Love, two wins from the Super Bowl. I think that comes into play as well. It's easy to diminish the guy who got knocked out, where the rest of these guys, two of them who won a playoff game, one who won a playoff game last year, mm. they're two wins from the Super Bowl. Here, let's do this. So, Doug Farrar of USA Today asked, rank him. Rank him. And that's the Tua Tungavailoa question. And his point is, I bet you don't have Tua on top. And this is the guy who's up for money. So what the hell do you do with you're the Dolphins? Wow. There's going to have to be some difficult conversations with the Dolphins this offseason. Tua, Stroud, Love, Purdy. Theo, right now, as you sit, 12-11 Eastern time, January 17th, you rank them how? It's For me, it's easy. C.J. Stroud, Jordan Love. Brock Purdy, and then Tua Tungavailoa. And you put Purdy over Tua. I put Purdy over Tua. And 
I don't even put Purdy over Tua confidently. I think that in this conversation, I think there's a line of uh, delineation between C.J. Stroud and Jordan Love, who are in a different category than Brock Purdy and Tua Tungavailoa. So, uh, and that line of delineation has to do with intangibles yeah. and overall quarterbacking ability, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. Like those guys, I mean, if we don't even have to get into the analytics and pull up stats, let's just put on the tape and watch these guys play football. And when I watch C.J. Stroud and Jordan Love, there's things that they can do that Brock Purdy and Tua Tungavailoa literally feels like they can't do. The arm talent, the ability to create, like you said, um, and their ability to move through their progressions and when something does break down and when Mike McDaniel can't step in and do it for you, when the play's active and there's guys rushing after you, Jordan Love and CJ Stroud are able to make plays where Tua and Brock Purdy have shown that they haven't. So I think there is a, there's a difference between these four quarterbacks and it stops right there in the middle. Now, on the bottom half of this list between three, four, it's tough for me to actually full-heartedly say Brock Purdy is better than Tua Tagovailoa, so I'm really playing the results here because Brock Purdy, we've seen two seasons of him, and it's been nothing but excellence when it talks when you talk about what matters the most, and that's winning. Yes, it is because he has Debo Samuel and George Kittle. And, and he's Christian got one of McCaffrey. the best offensive lines in all of football. Trent Williams and a healthy and one of the best offensive lines in all of football. And he has the originator of the system, not necessarily the OG, but the OG of at least of this specific coaching well, tree. Well, the offspring of the OG. Right, right, right. So he, But he's the OG of this specific coaching tree we're talking about in Kyle Shanahan. So who also has had five, six years under his belt of making mistakes in big moments and whatnot and figuring out how to mitigate the the uh, the negative aspects of a, a mediocre quarterback because he had Jimmy G. This is his second turn doing it. So I think all of that baked in, I take Purdy over Tua just because he's had better results. But I wouldn't argue if somebody interchanged those two. So, so Stroud love Purdy Tua. Yeah. That's how Theo ranks those four guys. I would make the argument here, Stone, that all three of those guys have superior offensive lines to what Tua's worked with his entire time with the Dolphins. He's never gotten a full season of healthy Toronto Armstead. He had a converted tackle playing center the first six weeks of the season, and then it was of beneficial effect until he got hurt, and then it was third and then fourth center this season playing in front of Tua. The 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 guard position in constant flux because of injuries. The right tackle position injured. Uh, you can make the argument that the lack of depth on the line, guys not staying healthy, Tua and what we feel badly about him about is more a front office concern mm. just from pure quarterbacking abilities. And Theo's largely going a little bit off of eye test here, taking a little bit of the numbers into account. Stroud love Purdy Tua. Do you think Theo's onto something? Or do you think he's a little bit off in these rankings? Um, I, I, I do think he's on. It's really hard to argue with any of this, right? Because like there are numbers to look at and there are results to look at. And keep in mind, this discussion is based off of... Do you pay Tua? Yeah. What do you pay Tua? Because he's the only one of these names yeah. that is due to be up on the negotiating table. Yeah, and I think to a degree, playing the results is somewhat unfair looking at some of the teams that these guys do play for. And you look at C.J. Stroud, he's put this team on his back. Jordan Love, in a sense, has put this team on his back. Brock Purdy is on Cal Shanahan's back. Right? Like there <laughs> he's are on ways. For the ride. Yeah, he's just along for the ride. But for me, it's C.J. Stroud, it's Tua Tungavailoa, it's Brock Purdy, and then it's Jordan Love. And I think the notion, they go as he goes, it applies to everybody but Brock Purdy. And, mm-hmm. and that's why I have Brock Purdy below Tua Tungavailoa because 
they don't go as he goes. You could plug and play pretty much anybody in the Sam league. Darnold and I, Sam Darnold showed us, and there are plenty of guys who are sitting at home on the couch right now who I think could do very similar things or get similar results to what Brock Purdy has. But Tua, the sample size is large, and I'm not going to take away the fact that he has Mike McDaniel calling his plays. Like I, I take that as a plus. Mm-hmm. And, and for Jordan Love, I, I, I question if it's sustainable. Like I'll put him at four because one sample size is really small, and is it sustainable? Brock Purdy's going to continue to be a force. You know, Packers fans are already saying, well, another decade of dominance, Jordan Love. He's our guy, Favre, Rodgers, in the love. Dangerous game, friendo. Dangerous game to be calling that out. And yesterday I wanted to push back very, very hard when you mentioned that when you get to this round, past the wild card round, everything becomes concrete. Says who? Because I I think the Packers are ready to buck that trend. And I'll use the example, if they do get blown out by 35 or 30 to the 49ers and then start the season 2-5 and next year, like... Where does the conversation You're right back go from in there? Square one with Jordan You're Lovey. right back in square one having yeah. the same exact questions and Wisconsin Sports Talk Radio are going to be hooping are, and hollering. Are, I have a question about that specifically, though. Are, are we? Because we have a whole season sample size of Jordan Love playing. And the first half he, of it wasn't good. It and wasn't. Then some. They, yeah, were, they, and, they were 9-8. and eight. Yeah, yeah, they were 9-8. and eight, But, all right, so. The North sucked. Can, can we he, at least factor one thing he in? He needed a miracle final five weeks of the season where he played like the MVP to get in. They can didn't we at least think they were getting in. I apologize. You're right, you're right. Can we at least factor one thing in? This offseason, could you have named any of the Packers receivers outside of Christian Watson? Right now, can you name any other offensive player on that on that unit? This is the youngest team in NFL history to win a playoff game, I think, or at least since the 70s. And I think in due time, we'll start saying shame on us because uh, Aaron Jones is a force. Romeo Dobbs is no scrub. Well, well. Tucker Craft and these guys, Luke Musgrave, these Aaron, guys are not bad. Aaron Rodgers had these guys last year and couldn't make the playoff. Yeah, because you got to think about what he's had in the past and, and looking at those guys now, like he has no need to be playing ball with those guys. Jordan Love has no choice. I, I know what you're saying. I'm just saying like that has to be factored in because, I mean, Dontravius Vicks, who who knew that guy before this year? Or Wicks. Or Wicks, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Who's the, who's the guy? Who's the um the guy Reed? Who's the, the yeah Jalen Reed? Uh, Jalen Reed or Jaden Reed? I think is oh my his god name. exactly my point. Jordan Love. There are five his, guys on that offense though that uh, I think make a difference. Luke Musgrave. And they have their Aaron hand Jones. in the dirt. No, they have their oh, hand you're in talking the about dirt. The offensive line. That offensive the offensive line, line is, is really good. damn good. The offensive line is good, but to say that this guy in his first year starting with all of these no name weapons, right? Romeo Dobbs still a no name weapon at this point. Thirty two touchdowns, eleven interceptions. He wins a playoff game on the road at Dallas. I mean, 4,100 yards. It's his first year starting. <laughs> I, I think that Jordan Love has proved enough to say that he's a guy that you can commit commit to and then invest in also. You, you go get this guy some don't real forget, weapons. Don't forget too. 21 touchdowns to one interception uh, in the last nine weeks. Yes, and you saw literal linear, linear improvement from him. Like They started off rough, as you would expect a young team to do, throughout the year. Uh, LaFleur is talking specifically about the mistakes that they're making that he's trying to improve on, and then they start clicking and improving on them, and now they're in the divisional round of the playoffs. I don't think there should be any questions around Jordan Love. Of course, you have to sustain it further down for us to talk about you being an elite quarterback. Yeah, But I, a starter, a franchise starter, I think Jordan Love has proved this it. This is bit. why I wanted to post it to you guys okay. before I gave my list, yeah. because I needed a little devil angel. Devil angel. I, I knew where Theo was going to sit. He was going to be the devil in this. He was going to have Tua down the list. Yeah, yeah. Stone, I had a feeling he was going to have Tua off the, uh, up the list because of what you said yesterday. Recency bias is a drug. And then you repeated that. You reiterated that today. And I agree with you to that extent. I'm so conflicted, though, and so torn, and maybe because I'm, I'm too incited as a Dolphins fan, and I've got too much invested, and I've invested so much emotionally uh, and personally into Tua over the last several years. He's president. But I've never felt more down on Tua than I have at this moment. 
And I don't know if that's just my momentum brain, my irrational momentum brain. And it could be. It probably is because momentum for two has been steadily decreasing over the last five weeks, right? But my rational brain is also telling me, yeah, the dude's put up numbers and the dude is the guy to unlock Mike McDaniel's system. But the problem is, how quick can you piecework a better offensive line together, a 49ers type offensive line together is Chris Greer capable of doing that and I just don't know and if you're going to go limited on the offensive line you're not going to find something that gives you the ability to protect like the Niners do or like the Packers do then does Tua have a chance and is he your long-term option and that's why I tend right now to side with Theo where it's Stroud, Love, Purdy, Tua. Stroud love Purdy Tua. Wow. I could interchange Tua and Purdy, but I agree more with Theo than I do with Stone that Tua is bottom two of those four similar system quarterbacks, what was posed by Doug Farrar of USA Today. You right now, you right now, at this very moment, you have Tua, Stroud, Love, and Purdy. How do you rank them? And keep in mind, only one of them is due to get paid, and that's the one with arguably the most question marks right now and the uh. least momentum. Tua, Stroud, Love, Purdy. How do you rank them? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Again, 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. And Stone, this is no... I, I keep trying to... You've heard me. I keep trying to talk myself out of it, right? I keep trying to... What Tua has accomplished with never a consistent offensive line ahead of him and injuries galore, including himself in his Dolphins career, and that disaster of an offensive plan his first two years in the league and a head coach who didn't believe in him, and then the way he is, he has sprouted and grown wings, and he's left the cocoon, and he's been a beautiful butterfly. The problem is he's been a beautiful butterfly who then occasionally is just flying straight into a spider web over and over and over again and wriggling and getting all tied up, and then the spider consumes him, and then the Dolphins lose. Which is why, which is why they don't have a playoff victory, and all these other names do. All these other guys were dominant and have been dominant in the postseason previously. We've never seen. We've seen Tua. He's 0 for one, and that was far from dominant. You have Tua, Stroud, Love, Purdy. How do you rank them? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. The devil in this, he's not in real life, but in this this scenario, Mm. when it comes to Tua, is Theo, and I tend to lean towards him the angel in this scenario, which is no other scenario in my life, is Stone, and I defy him in this moment. The four quarterbacks, two of Stroud, Love, Purdy, four who play similar systems. How do you rank them? How do you rank them? And I agree with Theo. It's Stroud, Love, Purdy, then Tua. Mm. Stone says Stroud, Tua, Purdy, Love. And again, Tua is the one 
who's due to get paid. 888-760-3776. How do you rank them? Social media, at KLV1063. That's Theo Dorsey. That's Stone Levanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. Levicka, Theo, and Stone, ESPN1063. Type of a game called again from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063. Why do you continue to torture me with the Kansas City shuffle? That was so last week. I get it. The Chiefs beat the Dolphins. I understand. Theo one up to me. Why are we doing this? First off, we what? did what spurned that. This was Monday when we brought this. Oh, it was Monday. Yeah. It feels like last week. My whole life feels like every day is four weeks long. He can't just pass a little love along? And he earned it. I congratulated him. I'm dressing up like a peacock at some point Theo, for the show. Theo played his ass off last week. Yes. He really braved that cold. <laughs> he did. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for recognizing that, Stone. We're ranking quarterbacks. Well, only four of them. One, because we're a sports talk radio show and we rank things. Yes. It's part of the job description. Power ranking. That's right. Real uh, ranking. But for Doug Farrar, USA Today, he is the one who was the brainchild of the topic that we discussed today. Uh, Doug Farrar, USA Today, the Tua Tungavailoa question is how he framed it. You've got four quarterbacks. Similar system. Because they're all from the Shanahan coaching tree or contain offensive aspects from the Shanahan coaching tree. How do you rank them? Tua, C.J. Stroud, Jordan Love, Brock Purdy. How do you rank them? And uh, Theo is down on Tua. Theo's down on Tua. I tend to side with Theo. And this is sensitive because Tua is the one who's going into a fifth-year option and due to get paid, due to have an extension laid out in front of him. Stroud, Love, Purdy, Tua, says Theo, of those four names. Stroud, Love, Purdy, Tua. Stone says, no, 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 no. Stroud, then Tua. I mean, the guy led the league in passing. The guy is the fourth most accurate passer in all of football. The guy is the Mike McDaniel offense, followed by Purdy and then Love, because Stone is not sold yet on Jordan Love and the six weeks that he's been a competent quarterback in the NFL. I tend to lean towards Theo, but I'm conflicted because I love Tua. I'm sick that I've been uh, very critical of Tua the last couple of weeks, but I've never felt worse about Tua because he looked so damn limited in the final month to five weeks of the season. How do you rank these four names? Tua, Stroud, Love, Purdy. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. And social media at KLV1063. One thing that I did as well is I took to social media, just a little social experiment, if you will. Mm. And and I asked the, uh, the, the following question. This was about a half an hour before the show started, okay? Uh, that's not the question that I asked. Hold on, hold on. There we go. What should the Dolphins' priority be this offseason? What should the Dolphins' priority be this offseason? There's a lot of things to address, right? Defensively, on offense, Savian Howard, Christian Wilkins, Teron Armstead, whole bunch of things to address in this offseason. Depth. Roger says signing Christian Wilkins. Dragonstone says rebuild the O-line to develop a reliable short run game. Talina says, Wilkins, O-line, 
defensive depth to fit Fangio's scheme. Christian, extend Christian Wilkins. Lineman depth, tight end. Not one of these people, not one of these responses, give Tua his money. Not one of these people, it occurs to them, Mm. is get Tua locked up, get Tua his money, ensure the future. I know it's a small sample size, but I also feel like that means something. Don't you have to also agree that the other things that people mentioned are not easier fixes. You still have to work through the machinations of these things. You have to figure out what number Christian Wilkins will sign for and all of that. But they're easier decisions on the Dolphins staff's behalf. Like, yes, we would love to have Christian Wilkins back. Yes, we would love to retool the offensive line. I think that I'm, I'm surprised that nobody responded to your tweet, not by saying extend to a, but saying lock yourself in a room for three hours every day until the end of the offseason and come to a decision on do you want to continue your franchise through the arm of Tua, or are you going to go in a different direction? Uh, here's the issue. You can't go into training camp with Tua not locked up to an extension. You cannot, with the leading passer in the NFL, go into training camp and have him playing on a fifth-year option. You can't do that. That's professional bad. malpractice. Yeah. You become a laughingstock of the league. Chris Greer becomes almost uh, unemployable. In that spot. Think about it. In the NFL, if you have a guy who the year before led the league in passing yards and you go into camp and he doesn't have a contract locked in, he's playing on an option. How bad a look is that? Not only for this current season and for the relationship with the team between quarterback and front office, but for any future free agents, right? I I think there are no rules when it comes to the quarterback position in the NFL. And every single time we try and create these these arbitrary rules around it, somebody breaks the rule, right? And then we're like, oh, that was, why would you do that? If you have Aaron Rodgers, a Hall of Famer on your field, and you have Devontae Adams, why would you spend the first round pick on Jordan Love? And then we look three years down the line, and we're like, well, that was a pretty damn good decision. You look at the Arizona Cardinals when they drafted, what's his name? Rosen? Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen, UCLA. and they had him for a How year. How could you forget that The great Josh name. Rosen. I, I mean, he had a damn hot tub in his dorm room. <laughs> How could I forget that? That was actually a great anecdote. But they said you can't draft a quarterback in consecutive years like that with the number one pick. And what did the Cardinals do? They got in a new coach and they went and got Kyler Murray. I mean, I know it hasn't necessarily panned out all the way, but just yesterday, Stone is saying that's the only reason why the Eagles lost is because of how elite Kyler Murray is. So he's that great to take down a Super Bowl contender. He must be something. I said how good he played. (laughs) Do you think two years from now, Just and I know that that's a long way away, do you think that the 49ers, based on their track record with Shanahan, Jimmy G, into Brock Purdy, do you think that the San Francisco 49ers are willing to pay Brock Purdy or just recycle like they did Jimmy G mm. into Brock Purdy? It's an insanely hard Crazy. question to answer. Because wouldn't Crazy. that suggest that the Dolphins should maybe consider the same thing? Though they don't have the track record to lean on uh, right. plug and play. So... The problem is, I, I actually don't think two years is that far down the road, but if Brock Purdy is competing for a Super Bowl and a Lombardi trophy this year, then my answer is yes, you do lock him up. Yeah. There's no reason not to. But Jimmy G was in a Super Bowl. He won an NFC. And, and what moved, did they, they do when on. it was time? Later. They traded him. They traded him. They signed him into extension, then they said later. Now, Jimmy also had health issues that played that played into it. Um, but Tua I think has health issues. 
which is also has to be baked into this conversation. CJ Stroud had head issues, concussion this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah worse. I'm going to put that one on. Like playing yeah. on concrete. <laughs> yeah. Um, but 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 you see where I'm coming from. Where I'm conflicted here, right? I mean, hell. Stone, three months ago, I'd be saying, have this man $55 million oh my goodness. A, a year. A year. That's the market right, right now. 55 a year. Pay him. Let's go. Leader in the MVP uh. race, throwing all over everybody. And now, I don't know what they do. Now, the problem is, they're very, their hands are tied. They're handcuffed because of the, because of the, uh, quarterback market. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. they can't really do much. But what I'm talking about is down the road. And I'm talking about now, what do you pay him? Uh, you're you're gonna, talking about Tua right now. I'm talking about Tua. Uh, how do you pivot? How, so we got to pivot into into what you actually pay oh, this man. guy. Stroud, Tua, Love, Purdy. How do you rank him? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. And if we're saying, because Joe Burrow makes the highest average per year money at $55 million. Overpaid. So that's the market, right? Uh, and we're going to say $55 million a yeah. year is the market. If Joe Burrow's the one who makes the most average per year, we can go fully guaranteed. We can do all of that stuff. Um, but let's let's just go on its face. Average money per year. And let me give you the following quarterbacks in this conversation about Tua and what you extend him this offseason. Because we can all agree, right? It's a terrible look on the Miami Dolphins. If you go into training camp and Tua doesn't have a, a, a new extension, right? If he's simply playing on a fifth-year option. It is a bad look across the league if Tua, the guy who led the league in passing this past season, is playing in an option year without an extension, right? Bad look, Theo? Do it. Yep. Bad look, Stone? Horrible look, and Mike oh. McDaniel would not let that slide. Okay. Joe Burrow, $55 million a year. Okay, that's our market. It's tops in the NFL amongst quarterbacks. Okay? Justin Herbert, 52-5 per year. Okay? Mm. 52-5 for Justin Herbert. Lamar, 52 million. That's number three. Third highest. Average money, $52 million per year. Jalen Hurts at $51 million a year. There's your four. Okay? And then Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson and that abomination of a contract, uh, he comes in at $49 million per year. Burrow, Herbert, Jackson, Hurts, Wilson. Those are your top five. Of those five, where do you fit Tua into? Where do you fit Tua into? You you can't. He's below all of that. He's holding hands with Justin Herbert. Whoa. So you, you would put him top three money in the NFL based on that. See, this is where it becomes really that? difficult. I mean, How I much do you value do Tua? Justin Herbert, who has just as rich a postseason history right. as Tua. Yeah. Uh, you can say the Chargers overpaid him, and you're probably right. Yeah. But I think the consensus in the NFL would be that you trust that Justin Herbert money over you trusting 52-5 a year for Tua, yes. right? I think and you, see, where, what are we doing with that, though? Why? Why you, is that? Because Justin Herbert... Uh, we talk him up as an MVP candidate every year because Mike Tannenbaum, our NFL insider, comes on here and and waxes poetic about him every week. Like, what what do we do with that? And I don't know because I would agree. I wouldn't give two a fifty two five, but I agree with Stone. Two is holding hands with Justin Herbert from a career accomplishment standpoint. I have a question though. Again, um, you weren't saying this before Mike McDaniel stepped through that door. There's nothing no, wrong that with that. Also two, and, that's okay. All right, all right, but and I'm not. But that was also two years into his career. It's a two-parter question. And Brian Flores was a dope. It's a two-parter question. Brian Flores because, is a good coach. Because Brandon Staley's been sitting on that sideline for Justin Herbert since he stepped Position in. Position coach. Uh huh. Right. 
And and I get it. I mean, who's who's the OC for the? Uh, I think they brought in uh they brought in Buddy from the Cowboys, Kellen Moore. Kellen, yeah. Kellen Moore. So and he was supposed to be able to do some things, but then that offense kind of sputtered, and Herbert got hurt, and all kind of things happened with the Chargers this year. But the guys that get paid top money to evaluate talent in the NFL and to evaluate the quarterback position all seem to agree that Justin Herbert is better at playing that position than Tua is. Tua's success has been directly tied to the insertion of Tyreek Hill and the hiring of Mike McDaniel. So we give Justin Herbert a Brandon Staley pass? I'm not giving him a pass. I'm just telling you why he got overpaid. So, so, and why you cannot pay Tua $52 million. You get paid for what you are at least right. perceived to be able to do. And Tua right. has to be masked more than Justin Herbert does. So let's continue to play out okay. here. So Stone, you would give Tua top five money? So it, it, the, the, I, you know what? And top five money is forty nine million a year. No. You know what? I would. Okay, you give him top five money. How many years? I, I think. I think here's. Let's why. just say four. Okay. Because what Mike? Like Mc, that's what Daniel Jones got. What wow. Mike McDaniel was doing earlier in the season that we commended, giving two of the confidence, proving to him that he can play at a very high level in this league. Like, there's no other way. To actually prove to Tua that you believe that as a coach in an organization, mm-hmm. other than paying right. him that money. But this is why the Dolphins are in such a sticky damn spot, right? Uh, that's why. So, so Theo, how do we go from the greatest show on turf to this? To, I know, no, I know. So we're not paying him what the Giants paid Daniel Jones. Uh, well, what? No, but we haven't gotten there yeah, yet. Daniel so Jones let's go through the, the so the top five, okay? Burrow, Herbert, Jackson, Hurts, Wilson. Those are your top five yes. average money per year, okay? Russell Wilson comes in at five at forty nine million. So let's keep playing this out, Theo. After Murray, or after Wilson, is Kyler Murray, number six, 46-1, okay? 46-1. Then it's Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, 46 per year, okay? So there's your six and seven. Are you putting two in there yet? I mean, he's he's as good as those guys. I wouldn't pay him that much, though, but... but but that's what the market right, is. You're right. You're right. So you would put him... Would you He's, put right, him, there. he's right there with those guys. So you would say, why, why don't we put him at number six, then? What, so, between Russell Wilson at 49 and Kyler Murray at 46, right one, there. there's a big gap. Why don't we say 48? 48. 48. Uh, That's our magic number. Two of $48 million per year. Stone, you good with that? I'm great with that. You actually think it might be a deal. I think it's a great deal. How, how much is so, Mahomes you know, a, uh, average per year? Is it 50? Mahomes is 45. 45. Yeah. 40, but Which, remember, he signed that 10-year deal. Yeah, and they keep it, reworking it. Right. And, and it is... Full, 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 full of bonuses. Yeah. Very achievable bonuses. Yeah. So, because they wanted him to be able to be flexible against the cap. And they want to be able to build out that roster Correct. around him and all of that stuff. Correct. And I think, and again, and I know this isn't the part of the conversation we're at right now, but I think that's where you're going to hamstring yourself if you are the Miami Dolphins. Yes, you want Tua to have the confidence. Yes, you want to pay him like a franchise superstar in the face of your, your uh, team. But once you give him that $48, $49 million a year, where are you going to find the money to get you a, yourself another Tyreek Hill as he's over the hill now? To get yourself a Jalen Ramsey, a Christian Wilkins, a Paige Yvonne Holland in the back end. Like, there's so many other things to Ron Armstead. There's so many other things with that roster that have to be elite for Tua to be successful. Are there, though? Yes, there. I, I would assume there On are. On paper, this roster's chock full of dudes. But once but you pay Tua, you're not going to be able to pay those dudes. Those dudes are going to have the, to walk. The problem is they're in cap hell. They're up against it. So now if you want Christian Wilkins back, if you want a formidable linebacking group, which was a problem at times this year, you're going to need to start paying some people. Teron Armstead can't come back. Xavier Howard's already not coming back. Salary cap sport, man. Yeah. I so mean, uh, let, let's, let's continue okay. on this, but also let's add, does Tua Tungavailoa deserve the sixth most money in the NFL? 
Does Tua Tungavailoa deserve to be paid as the sixth highest paid quarterback in the NFL, $48 million? You don't even have to be a Dolphins fan to answer this. You, your football brain, and us hanging out on a Wednesday. Does Tua deserve to be the sixth highest paid quarterback in the league, $48 million per year? Straight up question. Does Tua deserve that? Does he deserve that? Has he earned that? Is it good business for the Dolphins to pay Tua sixth highest money in the NFL at the quarterback position? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. We'll get to that. Your calls all when we come back. Theo, Stone, Kent, Levicka, Theo, and Stone. On ESPN 1063. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVeca, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063. All I'm saying when it comes to Tua, that stuff with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, that probably wasn't fun for either side, right? where you're talking non-exclusive franchise oh. tag, and then Lamar Jackson is requesting a trade. Like They let Lamar go into his option year. I already forgot about it. It got ugly, though. It did. Uh, you, you may have already forgotten about it, but remember, that was two weeks' worth of shows. <laughs> and, uh, that was legitimately two weeks' worth of shows, and the Atlanta Falcons will never oh live down... The public statement that they delivered, we are not interested Idiots. in Lamar Jackson. Idiot. How dare you insinuate that when he requested a trade, and then what does he do? Goes on, wins the MVP, and he's got the one seed in the AFC. It's, e- it's either the most definitive example of collusion in NFL history, what the GMs and owners of the other teams did with not pursuing Lamar Jackson and forcing his market down for the Ravens to be able to get him back at the number they wanted, or... All of the other GMs in the league are idiots. One of the two. It can't be anything else. It's black or white. And remember, too, all year long, all year long, that fifth year, that 2022 season, all Lamar did was get peppered with questions about his future. Yeah. So much so that he had to say, shut it down. Shut it down. That's not good business. And that left a mark on the Ravens. It did. Things look great now and rosy for the Ravens. Of course. But that looked real ugly and like malpractice. Now, on the Ravens' side for quite some time. Can I say that I feel as if Mike McDaniel would handle it a lot better than John could, Harbaugh did? Could, he would look at it right in the face could. and tell him what the deal was. I don't disagree, but this is why I'm saying there's a lot of bad stuff that goes into going into having your quarterback play. And and, and I would say, I mean, I mean, Theo, you know, so many questions about Lamar, yeah. especially those last two years. He was injured, and, oh, is he actually... Is he actually an elite quarterback? Is he quarterback? Is he qu- I mean, hell, the dude was MVP, and we still have dopes at Fox Sports Radio saying he's not quarterbacky enough. I, I mean, this seems sort of similar trajectory, right? Minus the fact uh, Tua didn't win an MVP and yeah. Tua didn't have a one seed in the AFC. Yeah, there there are differences there, but it's similar in the fact that there are. It's funny though, but I think the questions around Lamar Jackson's were less warranted. Like, yeah. the two questions... I'm just saying in a vacuum. Yeah, but there are questions. Yes, yes. There's questions surrounding right. a guy going into his fifth year. You're right. You're right. Uh, real quick, before we take the next step here, I just want to play the long game here. We're going to come up with definite, determinate numbers that we're comfortable with the Dolphins giving an extension to two of four because we did average per year, but we need to go to fully guaranteed money because there's some different scenarios that play out yeah. there. Uh, Theo, you want to tell the fine folks about Kaiser Golf? Yeah, buddy. You know I like hey. me some Kaiser Golf, my coach Pete, and, and and more specifically, 
Um, I still am the the pitching extraordinaire. Um, shout out to Tom Glavin. Shout out Greg Maddox. How about Roger Clemens? We both went to the same high school. Why don't we give him homework to like find some of the best short game golfers that have ever lived? Yeah, so he's not okay. using pitchers and especially steroid or HGH ridden Phil legs like Rod. Phil Mickelson. Philly flop, right? You could be throwing Phil out Mickelson, all these yeah. Yeah, I'm, the, I'm the lefty. I'm the black yeah. lefty. That's what they call me oh, when I step on the course, too. That's lefty. messed up. Yeah, blefty. Oh, here comes the black lefty. <laughs> It doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. Uh, it's not. You know what? It's not messed up. I'll take it. If they want to call me the black lefty and also the pitching extraordinaire, I'll take it. And you know where they're going to call me that going how soon? About, how about Theo Love the third? Theo, Ooh, that's not. How would that that's even just make a good sense? Name. I don't know. Davis Love the third. You don't even. He doesn't oh, even know yeah, who I'm I don't talking know that about. Guy. Okay. Wait, come on, man. Never mind. I'm I got sorry. too too golfy. That's way too golfy. But I'm getting golfier, and it's thanks to the Kaiser University Golf Coaching Center. It. it Ken Stone, you guys know there's so many different ways to improve your golf game, and I've been doing it at the Kaiser University Golf Coaching Center. My guy Pete teaching me how to pitch, how to chip, and my next lesson. Hopefully we get all the way back to that tee, and I can learn how to drive that thing off the tee consistently because once I'm doing that, I can start stringing together some good shots and maybe, uh, you know, I've never, I've hit par one time. I've never birdied. You've hit eight par. Yeah. I parred a hole before. Uh I've never birdied. And I'm hoping that Pete can get me there. I want to get my first birdie this year. That's my New Year's resolution. Ooh, I would love that. It's to birdie a hole in 2024. I like that. And I'm going to get there with the Kaiser University Golf Coaching Center. Indoor and outdoor. They have a 2,000 square foot indoor training area. Three hitting bays. A private classroom. And the cutting edge video and ball flight analysis in there. So when I'm swinging. When I'm hitting that ball. In the virtual or in real life. Pete able to show me on video. What I'm doing wrong. What to correct. Love what they do at the Kaiser University Golf Coaching Center. Help me get to the birdie. And if you want to birdie something as well this year, you're going to want to check them out. The Kaiser University Golf Coaching Center in the heart of Palm Beach County. It's right off I-95 in the Turnpike. And you can find out more at the Kaiser, actually, excuse me here, KaiserGolfCenter.com. That's KaiserGolfCenter.com. Tell them the black lefty sent you. May I, may I, Stone, (laughs) may I interest you in U.S. Ryder Cup captain Black Johnson. Okay. Wait, is it now, Dustin? I, is it Dustin? Zach. I, no, it's Zach. Now, I like it, <laughs> but he's going to have to explain it every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah not black, exactly a household name. Like, if you yeah. say Black Johnson. Black Johnson is a little yeah. freaky. <laughs> <laughs> isolated, isolated calling yourself Black Johnson definitely requires some yeah. explanation. Yeah, I think that might yeah. be in my link tree only fans. Could you imagine... Could you imagine at his wedding and he's got he's he's got Ashley standing next to him and he's like, "Hey, I'm Black I'm Black Johnson from Houston, Texas, first on the tee box." Black Johnson. He, he's long. Uh, yeah. His long game, yeah. let me tell you. <laughs> oh, man. Stroke after stroke <laughs> after stroke. <laughs> oh, God. Of course we're talking about golf. I'm right? uh, sorry about uh-huh. that. Uh, so let, let's quickly <laughs> go through guaranteed money here. Guaranteed money. Guaranteed money. We're trying to find a number for Tua we're comfortable with here. With uh, Stone says, hey, pay him top three money. If Justin Herbert's top three money, average per year, paying top three money. Tua deserves top three money. Theo says, hell no. You are insane. We, we've we've come to a, a compromise. Theo would sign Tua comfortably to the sixth most average per year money in the NFL. Okay? Yeah. We all agree we, we don't want him to play on his option. We don't want that type of drama. Can't do that. 
Guaranteed, fully guaranteed, fully guaranteed money. For some, the number that absolutely counts. Deshaun Watson, number one, of course, paying his legal bills, $230 million per year, okay? Fully, not per year, but fully guaranteed. Joe Burrow, the real number one in this spot, number two in NFL history, uh, $146,510,000. That's his guaranteed money, okay? Lamar at one thirty-five. No two in there yet? No two in here? No, no way. Uh, Justin Herbert, one hundred and thirty-three million seven hundred and thirty-eight thousand three hundred and seventy-five. Justin Herbert, really Justin specific. Herbert. Uh, it's really specific. Russell Wilson, one hundred and twenty-four million dollars guaranteed. Too much. Yeah, that was a mistake. Jalen Hurts, one hundred and ten million dollars guaranteed. You putting Tua ahead of Jalen Hurts guaranteed money? We're getting close. Kyler Murray, one hundred and three million dollars, three hundred thousand. I think that's right. I, I feel comfortable. All matching right. him with so Kyler Murray. Let's give him, um, if Jalen Hurts is 110 and Kyler Murray's 103, let's give Tua 108,000, uh, 108,500,000. 108,5. 536,000. Yeah. Okay. And 26 cents. Yeah. All right. So 108,536,000 for Tua. All right. And so here's cents. what we came out to 40, 26 cents. 48 million. Cents. No, I'm not doing that. 48 million dollars <laughs> per year. 48 million dollars per year. And just north of one hundred and eight million five in guaranteed money for Tua on a four-year deal. Mm. You feel good about that? I feel really good about that. You think? I, I mean, some might call that a deal. I feel solid about it. I wonder. I mean, I think Tua's camp got has got to be happy about that, and the Dolphins can stomach that um, success or failure in the next couple of years. You can still stomach that and get off of it in, in a in a corrective way if it doesn't work out. All right, we came up with the number. Would you would you sign Tua to four years, forty eight million dollars per year, a hundred and eight five million guaranteed? Would you sign Tua to that? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. We'll put it out on social as well. We'll get to the rest of your social media. We've got a listening lunch on the way. We have an emergency edition of Lavica Theo and Stone grade stuff. My God, we're jam-packed. That's Theo, that's Stone. I'm Ken. Levick at Theo and Stone. Just gnashing away on ESPN 106.3.